Hey guys, welcome to Biomass episode 118. Uh, thank you for joining us, maybe through the stream on Twitch or through the website, or if you're just checking us out on the recording on uh, iTunes or the other means that we, we send that on out. So thank you for joining, and uh, we got a couple, couple good topics uh, today for you. A few things on uh, Star Wars, Spotify's got some new stuff going on with some music, uh, No Man's Sky, of course, some news for Final Fantasy 15, some funny stuff from Ubisoft and uh, some talk about the new World of Warcraft expansion. So without much further ado, let's move into introductions at the top of the list with Soraya Zell. Hi, I'm Soraya Zell. Um, I'm a co-host here on the show. Um, I used to post things on the blog. I used to play this game called Dust514. Um, I currently play um, a uh, monetization nightmare known as Black Desert, as well as uh, the uh, reigning champion of first-person shooters, uh, Overwatch. <laughs> All right, and uh, Bait? Hey, everybody, I'm Bait. Uh, I am a host here on Biomast, and I'm in Popsicle. When I play games, I play ESO. And the king of console first-person shooters, Call of Duty. Oh, get him off the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Overwatch is winning on console, too. Just, just, oh, just bad, oh, man. Call it. Which, which Call of Duty you didn't say I liked it. Black Ops 3. Okay, I, I hear there's going to be dragons now or something in Black Ops 3. Fucking what? I, I, I'll have to look it up. I, I swear to God, I saw dragons are coming to Black Ops 3. Dude, if there are, I, I may just buy the DLC for it. I don't ever buy DLC. <laughs> oh my god. He's no. playing Elder Scrolls no. Online. He goes, there you know is. what? I don't have enough dragons. There is. I need, um, I need to play no Black Ops with dragons. So. Call of Duty Black Ops 3 DLC, the one that has dragons, launches today on Xbox and PC. Oh, that was three days ago. Oh, dude. It's called Descent. Fucking A. We haven't even gotten through intros. We're already passing out names here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the only way to get an FPS, a modern FPS player, to play a fantasy game is you just put goddamn dragons in a Call of Duty game and then they're all over it. Dude, Bethesda know what's, uh, knows what's up. Oh, oh they, they know things, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, Livy, Livy, introduction. Oh my god. Hi, I'm Livy, um, video game and lifestyle blogger, and I'm happy to be on the show again. We kind of voluntold her to be a regular, so she's here regularly now. But Wait, wait, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't voluntold her. Bait didn't voluntold her. Oh no, oh, no I didn't. Let's, let's huh? put the blame where it is. Don't say we kinda, because we didn't. You did. did, I do? Yeah, but did I do? The, the thing is, when you when you put me in charge of the show, I get to make broad statements like that, and you kind of have to go along with it because I'm in, I'm in charge. Oh, darn it! All right, dictator. Oh yeah. So so I I can't let that that awful pun sit. Um, I, I'm I'm hold on a second. I'm gonna read the headline from. I'm I'm not paraphrasing this. Ubisoft created a fart-smelling device to promote the new South Park game, the fractured butthole South Park game. Um, it's basically virtual reality for your nose if you want to smell farts while you're playing South Park. Uh, they're no, calling it... Well, let's, yeah, it's called the Nauseulist Rift. Um, it, it's, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's literally... Um, it, it looks like an Oculus, but thinner, and it basically straps to your face and goes over your nose, and then pumps whatever smart uh, farts are made out of into your nostrils directly so you can indeed smell the farts when they happen. I feel like far. this came out of some like bondage like magazine. Does that mean like, like a refill? <laughs> oh, some businessman's <laughs> oh. Well, 
two questions. Does it require refills? And two, can you make them yourself, or do you have to order them from Ubisoft? And who the hell is making the fart juice at Ubisoft? Who do you think is going to get high off this first? I will. It's going to take will. three seconds. Like, let's get stoned, play South Park, and smell some farts. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll do it for science. Yeah, it is. It says, you wouldn't believe the lengths Ubisoft's researchers, researchers went to in an effort to create the nauseous rift, but it was work that was worth it. It is exactly as if someone had farted right in my face, says a man in the video. Wow. Um, wow. I, I, I don't know if it's actually real, but the, the, the uh, picture is, is hilariously well done if it isn't real. So, uh, yeah, so Ubisoft does knows what's up because they're making fart machines for your face. You have to edit your birthday to watch that. this video. I can't imagine why. I don't think Bane can watch this video. I will. That's true. You you do have to be twenty one to pay to have someone fart in your face. That is that's the law around here. Was that the age? Sorry, Bane. Oh, oh. I, I think so. In Vegas, might be lower. Um, Eighteen. It's tough to say. It's not the, the the age of consent for face farting is is kind of up in the air. It's up to the states. I hear. Damn. Okay, so yeah, this, this this show is in five minutes has gone to fart jokes. But we're just gonna move along. Um, Did you actually give so, your intro? Uh, I didn't. Um, I, I was too eager to get to the farts. I, I'm, I'm Pokey Draven. Uh, I'm the dictator of the show. Um, trying not to run it into a giant farty mess um, before Jay gets back. But uh, <laughs> co-host here on the show. Um, when we were more active, I actually posted for the blog. And uh, I, I too did play a game called Dust 514, which actually got higher reviews than the newest Ghostbusters game, which got a 2 out of 10 through Polygon. So, yeah, it was better than the worst. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good, good times, good times. <laughs> um, but yeah, so guys, did you all see the new Star Wars Rogue One trailer, the, oh, the second one that came out? Oh, yes, I did. I'm so excited it, for this movie. It's awesome. not even funny. It, it it looks really good. Like, um, like, what, what, what were your thoughts on it in general? Like, okay, so the, the the first part of the trailer I thought was all stuff that we had already seen, and then they they panned that shot, which I that I assume is on Kashik, right, with all the Wookies, Wookie. and then there's yeah. this uh, this big ATAT, right, and it's just raining fire down. And the the first thing that I thought of was like a fucking uh, uh, Normandy, just with Star Wars and Wookies. So it, it should Normandy be interesting. Yeah, exactly. Should be I'm interesting sure. to see I'll, how I'll, they do I'll that. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I, I like the the setting because it doesn't look like they're really dialing in. Because I mean, all the other Star Wars movies were about the Jedi and the Sith and these total badasses running around and, and mm-hmm. you know Star Wars mm-hmm. Battlefront sort of thing where the the Jedi comes out and just wipes the floor with everyone else. This one looks like it's a lot of just grunts, pretty much. I mean, they're, they're very normal people that are just out there. You know, doing so, you see people just getting completely mowed apart, and they're that one Asian guy had this like rocket launch that was like pretty much held together with duct tape as he's you know diving out of cover to shoot this this at at. Um, you know, it was it, it looks like a different perspective, kind of a different look at the Star Wars universe, and not so much about you know look at these you know, superhumans, so to speak. It's just these are the people that are have always been in the background up until this point, and they're the ones that actually make everything else you know work. It's not. The, the, the limelight necessarily, but it's still very important. So I think that that's going to be a really cool perspective and see how that actually looks um, in contrast to all the other previous movies. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I will say, though, I was a little bit, not confused, but kind of curious, I guess. Uh, there's a bit in the trailer when Donnie Yen's character is the dude, the samurai dude. 
uh, he's on on Tatooine, I guess, and um, he's going through fighting a couple of stormtroopers, and he said something about the Force. Uh, something oh, the Force allows it to be this way, or something along those lines. I'm kind of wondering how they're gonna uh, incorporate the Force into into this one, and if he's not maybe some sort of like a fucking Jedi or something. Well, he's blind from what I could tell. Like his eyes were very clouded over, so I'm, oh, I'm guessing right. at the very oh, least right. he's like Force sensitive, kind of like uh, okay. Okay. I, I forget her name. Forgive me, but the, the the orange alien character in the new movie, um, who she says, "I'm not a Jedi, but I I know oh, the ways." Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. In, in, in one of the latest scenes, she actually pulls down um, a tunnel using the Force. I mean, I think that you can have people that are Force sensitive or can use the Force to a limited extent, but aren't trained into the Jedi. So, I mean, in that regard, you you may have. The, in this case, this character can probably see with the force or sense at the very least, since he basically goes to town with a wooden stick on like takes yeah. out like six guys. Yeah. Like it looks badass. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, I like the the, the new droid <laughs> where they bring in the the, the the he says that the captain's told me you're a friend, so I will not kill you. And she's like, oh, that's that's nice. Um, so yeah, I, I imagine that? it's gonna yeah, kind of be this. I, I'm guessing it's kind of the new uh, the new C3PO or R2D2 character. You know, he's the droid that's with them, and I, I think he's a repurposed, reprogrammed Imperial droid. Yeah, it correct. looks like it. Yeah. And that is actually uh, that's Alan Tudyk from Firefly. No way. It is. Dude. Oh, is that his character? That's that's who does the voice for that. Oh. Huh. Yeah, let's see. What's his, his number? K2SO, I think. Yeah. K2SO is, is the new droid. And, and he kind of rattles off some some statistics, you know, in the middle of a fight. Like, oh, yeah, your chances of failure are like 97.8%. And <laughs> they're like, oh, he, he means well. You know, you there's a chance, you know, we're, we're, we're good. Uh, so I, I kind of imagine he's going to be this really dry, almost sarcastic personality kind of, you know, breaking up the, the, the action and what in the seriousness with, you know, a bit of dry humor in terms of, you know, well, you're, you're basically all idiots and going to die, but you know, let's, let's go do this. So I think that's going to be pretty fun. Um, and of course you see star, you see uh, Darth Vader at the very end for like a quarter of a second. Um, you know, it's probably be interesting to probably see of just as much as for like, about that long. Just as long as uh, uh, Luke appeared in the last movie. <laughs> See him at the end and be like, there he is! He won't have any lines! <laughs> He'll just turn around and look sad and then cut to, cut to credits. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of curious what kind of role he's going to play necessarily. Because like I said before, uh, the characters in this are obviously very... They're, they're grunts. I mean, they're, they're not... I mean, they're obviously skilled in what they do, but they're not superhuman or anything like that. So, you know, when you, you pair someone like that versus you know, uh, Darth Vader, it's going to be, there's no matchup. I mean, there's, there's not even a, a, a chance that they can even really properly fight back. And I almost kind of wonder if it's going to be, you know, I'll, I'll reference Star Wars Battlefront again, where, you know, when you, someone spawns as Darth Vader, you basically run for your life because he's going to kill you. And it's going to be very easy, you know, where it's basically, Oh shit, there's Darth Vader. We need to leave now because he's going to, you know, wipe the floor with everyone here. So I'm kind of curious if he'll take like an active role in that sense, or if it's more of just a, you know, you see him in cutscenes because, like, in the first in the first uh, trailer, you know, you see him like he, he's standing with the admiral of the ship or whatever, but that's it. You know, there's no actual him doing anything. And I'm kind of curious if it's just going to be more of a he's there and they're aware that he's there, or if he's actually actively part of what's going on um, while the the group is trying to steal you know, the plans for the Death Star. So I'm, I am curious to see. I, I kind of wish that we would have gotten more of a hint of what that involvement's going to be in the trailer, since, like I said, he appears for like a quarter of a second that 
the at very end, um, which is nothing. But you know, it, it, it's good to see he's in there because it certainly is at this point in the story he is relevant, and you want to actually see kind of what was going on, not just oh yeah, he popped into existence and in, <laughs> in this movie and and didn't take part in anything leading up to that um, in the time period we're talking about between episodes three and four. So I'm glad to see he's in there. I just want to know more about what you know he's going to be doing, so to speak. So you saw it, Lydia. What would you? What were your thoughts on it, and on, on what you saw, and, and what you're excited for? Uh, I don't know if I have much excitement. <laughs> what? You're not. You're not a Star Wars nerd. I am, but I just, you know, I just, I go and I'm like, oh yeah, it was a great movie, but I don't have that in-depth analysis on, you know. That's fair enough. But well, what about you, Zell? What would you think? Um, I, I mean, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be. I think I'm going to like it more than The Force Awakens. I like these kind of off-the-main-track things. Obviously, Suicide Squad I'm a big fan of as well. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... I, I saw the new trailer. I didn't really pay too much attention to it, to be honest. Um, I, I wasn't pouring over every five seconds of it for details, but, you know, it looks good. Yeah, I, I think it'll be, uh, like you said, it's a nice offshoot, and it, it'll certainly break the pacing, I think, and, and kind of give a different perspective and, and a different feel for... You know the, the Star Wars universe while maintaining everything you like about it, but like I said, it's different perspectives. So I think it'll it'll be enjoyable overall. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, what else we got here? Anything else on Star Wars before we move on? Okay. Well, speaking of uh, space settings, um, No Man's Sky released uh, this week, um, as I'm sure you're all aware or playing it. Um, so it came out on I think Tuesday for console, and then it came out on Friday for PC. Uh, and it's it's had very mixed reviews. I know the PC launch was pretty rough, um, a lot of a lot of crash issues. Um, so I guess hashtag console master race. Uh, <laughs> the PS4 version apparently actually works pretty well, but the, the PC version had a lot of problems. Uh, but it looks like Steam did report that they had at a peak of 212,000 uh, concurrent players. So obviously it's popular at the very least. Um, I have not played it, but you know I've I've been watching streams and whatnot. And it looks. <sighs> It's it's weird. I've I've had very uh, mixed feelings about the game. You know, uh, going up to this point where it's like it looks interesting. Um, it looks big, obviously, but the issue I think is one: what do you do? And it looks like there is stuff to do, um, but in a sense that you're going to have to spend a lot of time doing it to really enjoy it. Like true exploration. I mean, the planets are the size of planets. I mean, you could probably spend your entire gaming career of playing No Man's Sky on a single planet if you really wanted to. Um, but, you know... If your it, goal was it, to, like, cover every inch of it. Yeah, but I mean, like, the, the scale is, is as they promised, I think. Uh, but for me, I don't have time to do that. Um, and I think that, for, for me personally, uh, to give it justice and actually enjoy it, I would have to give it that much time. So I don't know if I'm actually going to get this at all, simply because... I don't think I would actually like it given the amount of time I'm willing to put into it simply because of how massive it is. And it's a shame because I think it is a very interesting looking universe. I just don't think that I personally works for my, my lifestyle and schedule. What did you guys think? I mean, I know that you've all been watching the streams. I don't think anyone here has actually played it yet. Um, but what are your, your thoughts on it? I'm just really uh, amused almost to see this game that the, uh, has you know has generated so much hype over I think what three years three more years uh, to to come out and kind of work and then you know still ask for a sixty dollar price 
you know, the price of a AAA game and it kind of, you know, like I said just a second ago, not work. It's always the games that are the hype the most, though. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Did we touch on I mean, how the... A... Oh, go ahead. Uh, just on, in terms of hype, I mean, the, the problem with a very highly hyped game is that even if the game is fantastic, people are still going to be disappointed because the hype generates this, this mm-hmm. level of expectation, which may be well beyond what the developers even intended but or did intend, but it's going to fall short on some point for some people, and you can have a really high-quality game that people are still upset about simply because it isn't exactly what they wanted and they were led to be so excited about it that it's going to be just like this, it's going to be amazing, it's the game I've always wanted, and then like one or two things are off from it, and they're like, ah. Okay, this isn't really what I wanted, actually. You know, and it, 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 it's still a good game, necessarily. I'm, I'm not saying No Man's Sky is good or a bad game. I haven't played it, so I can't really say that. But you can still have a really good game and have people be very upset about it. So that's why I think reviews get so mixed on a lot of these highly hyped games, because for some people, it does meet all their expectations. And for some, it, it, it may not, just because there's there's one or two little things that they just it, it, that are really important to them, and it just ruins it for them. And that's just kind of the nature of these overly hyped games, is that you, you end up with people that are going to be just disappointed, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, hype, as has been proven, drives sales. Um, so that's why they do it. It's also why I don't tend to buy games that are heavily hyped, because I don't want to, or at least I won't follow them, because I don't want to get sucked into that hype train and get my expectations raised, and then I buy it, and then it falls a little bit short, and I'm like, oh, well, I just, I wasted 60 bucks you know I, I would have preferred to pay 40 like like they said you know you you may not have gotten the value you were expecting to get out of it and i think that if you really follow this, this, the hype train you're, you're gonna get sucked into that unfortunately and it's it's difficult because you want to follow it it sounds interesting but at the same time you're like i don't want to ruin it for myself by having these expectations you know uh, pop up anyways as you were saying babe, did we touch on the, the multiplayer shenanigans that's surrounding that no, and, and that's that's a weird one. See, I that is a really weird. I don't know how I feel about that. About that. It, it was confusing, um, to say the least. I always understood that there was no multiplayer; that you could never actually run into somebody face to face, and that like if you did something on a planet, there were elements that would persist, and other people would see those mm-hmm. those effects if they came to that planet in that location. So if you, you know. I'm not sure the extent of what, how it works, but let's say you blew up a, a building. If someone came to that planet and found that building, it would be blown up because you blew it up. But if you blew up the building and stand there and they show up, they wouldn't see you. They would just see the blown up building and what you did. That was what I expected. And then when I was um, at uh, the PlayStation VR demonstration over at Best Buy a couple months ago, I was looking at a poster and talking to my brother about it. And I said, yeah, and I, I explained what I, how I thought it worked, and the, the Sony rep corrected me and said, no, no, you can actually run into people. It's just highly unlikely because there's 18 quintillion planets or whatever, and they are truly planet-sized. So, I mean, you can stick two people on Earth. The chances of them running into each other are extremely slim being in the same place Your Sony rep was wrong then, right? Because... No, he was right, actually. Well, well, here's the thing, is that according to No Man's Sky development crew, he was right. That is how it is supposed to work. However, in the first day of gameplay, by some stroke of impossible you know, probability, two people actually ended up in the same place at the same time through streaming and could not see each other. So yeah. they were they were next to each other but couldn't see each other. Yeah, the the thing with the 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 aspects of multiplayer, which you talked about just a second earlier, Pokey. Um, I know for a fact that if you name a planet, I'm pretty sure it is if you name a planet. Uh, in the game, that name 
for that planet will pop up in somebody else's game. And that's one of the only things I think that, that is that persists. I could be wrong about that part, but I know that the, the planet naming thing um, um, right. it persists. Um, and, and then the Sean Murray, the, the lead uh, dev over there at Hello Games, uh, was basically, yeah, he was saying what your Sony rep was saying, that um, he didn't answer the question directly um, with a yes or no, there is multiplayer. He, he kept saying in every interview I watched, he said the same damn thing over and over again. Uh, you know, it, the, the likelihood of you running into somebody was, you know, damn near impossible, which kind of got, which kind of, you know, got annoying. Uh, I mean, like, just, just answer the, the, the question, but instead he chose not to. Well, and I think at that point you're running into this really scary game. They, they don't want people to get the impression that you're going to go into this universe and it's going to be, like, multiplayer, like you're having a first-person shooter match on a planet because they're like, there's no way in hell that that's going to be like that. So they, I think they were really trying to shy away from the idea that, yes, it's a multiplayer game. They were trying to say it is a single-player experience that you can potentially run into people but don't expect it to actually happen because they didn't want to give that impression that oh it's an fps game or it's a you know they didn't want you to compare it to say uh uh star citizen or uh what's the other one the other space exploration one that's similar um elite dangerous they didn't want you to think it was that kind of experience because it's it's definitely not like looking at the gameplay. It's it's definitely a one player game that you might run into somebody, and I think in that sense they should just they should have just classified it as a single player game because it is highly unlikely. Now, obviously, it did happen or it should have happened, um, and I guess the way it's programmed is that your character has a bubble around it, which is kind of like a local instance that if the bubbles overlap, then it will spawn you inside each other's game, and I guess that functionality didn't work um, when these two people happen to run up. Like, I think the game actually has a scan nearby systems for players, so if you do happen to be around somebody, you can potentially find them if you're in the area in the first place. But again, you know, what's the chance? 18 quintillion planets, you, you're, it's, it's extremely rare. Um, and I mean, I think a lot of the outrage is, the perception is people were saying that you didn't actually have it in the game in the first place, and you were just hoping no one would find each other and, you know, uh, and, and uh, you know, figure out that it wasn't actually in the game at all. Um, which, you know, I, I hate to think could be true, but, you know, it could be true. I mean, they, they could have run the numbers and went, this is never going to happen. Even if people are in the same place at the same time, what's the chance of them actually realizing it and then catching us in our lie? I mean, I could see it being being the case. I mean, the, the, the fact that they were so standoffish about you know, describing the multiplayer experience, they may have been trying to, you know, dance around it and, and not actually commit to giving that experience and let you believe that you might have it. Um, like talking to my brother about it, he, he said, I don't really care if I find anybody. I just like the idea that I might run into my buddy at some point. And that might've been what they were going for is just, just making people feel good about the idea that they're all in the same universe. Um, when they really aren't exactly, um, like Lisa, like the names persist, but the actual player interaction is minimal, if not completely non-existent. And I don't know if they've actually fixed the issue that those two players experienced yet. Um, or they're going to i mean they they have been very responsive in feedback for a lot of the issues on pc and whatnot but i'm not sure <laughs> what, what they're planning on doing with uh you know the, the multiplayer in terms of that that instanced uh bubble around each character and, and if it actually works or not 
or if that was just a, a PR line, you know? Yeah, I remember reading something on a Reddit thread on r slash out of the loop, and I'm trying to find it right now, um, about, I want to say somebody had uh, looked at the game's coding somehow and tried to find something for some sort of multiplayer aspect but couldn't find it. I'm trying to find that right now. It is still interesting to see that nobody can seem to get a straight answer on this, though, and this is probably one of the biggest games of the year. It, it is, and if they get caught in their lie, it's going to be real nasty. Um, because at that point, they, the argument's there that you told us it was multiplayer, and it really isn't. Um, and they were just hoping that it would never happen, um, just by the scale and the probability of it potentially happening, and, and hope that it would never be an issue. And it, it became an issue on the first day um, where it didn't work. I mean, it's you, you can look at the side-by-side video stream. I mean, they're, they're clearly in the same place. The planet's the same name. They're looking at the same door. You know, they are next to each other at the same time. Um, I'm not sure the story about how they how they figured this out, but, uh, you know, they, they Hello Games has responded by saying, oh, well, it should have worked. It didn't. Um, we'll, we'll work on it, <laughs> you know, which is, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like, a, oh, oh, shit. Uh, OK, uh, yeah, um, we're aware and uh, we're looking to resolve the issue. Please refrain from fighting each other from this point forward. See, my thing is, though, even in this world with, you know, fucking 18 quintillion planets or whatever it is, how can you really be sure that you're in the same location as somebody? That's my only, well, I mean, I, not, I not mean, to call yeah. these people liars or whatever, but I mean, really? I mean, it's, I mean, the, the surrounding area looked the same. The building they were standing in front of looked the same. The planet was the same planet. I mean, the name was the same. Um, oh, the I, name, I guess the there's a the possibility. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a possibility they were at different locations on the planet that just happened to be strikingly similar. Um, but the chances of that generating is also yeah. extremely yeah. low. I mean, there's, there's yeah. a lot of what ifs yeah. when it comes to this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would assume that that you know that's pretty pretty definitive. And, you know, I don't know a thing about how this works. So. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. It, it could be it could be that the Hello Games is being completely honest, and it, it was an intended feature, and it just didn't happened to work that one time i mean it was the first day so i mean connection issues are, are expected um it's just it's it doesn't look good especially when they've been so vague like you said about how it actually is supposed to work and very standoffish and they kind of dodge the question i mean even just when i was looking around before the show trying to find some quotes on on what they said that they were very it was difficult to, to nail down a proper quote saying yes there's multiplayer you can interact with each other um it was most like you said, like, oh, well, it's highly improbable, which I'm sure, like I said, is them trying to avoid the, the preconception that it's like going to be this like massive, you know, 60 man battle or whatever in space. Um, but it's still it looks really bad when you you dodge the question and people are, are unsure about it going into the game's launch and then it doesn't work. That's it's pretty bad. It's not it's not good for the PR there. Well, apparently some people are saying that maybe they were they were put into different lobbies. Uh, so the two streamers, you know, they were in two different lobbies at the time, uh, which would explain the time of day being, uh, different because if I'm not mistaken, it was a different time of day for the both of them, uh, when they were, uh, when they met up, but it's just a theory from this, from somebody on Reddit. So you take that, which you will. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a lot of factors and I mean, the I think the thing to take away from it is that. If you approach the game with the assumption that it is a single-player game, 
Um, I, I don't have so much of an issue with it if there's no multiplayer interaction. I, I think it's it's bad if they advertised it that there would be and that there wasn't. But you know, I don't think it's a game-breaking issue where the game is no longer fun because I don't have the potential to actually run into somebody. So it, you know, it, it kind of goes both ways depending on what you're expecting out of it. But you know, I I, I do hope it's more of a conclusive and, and, and clear answer on what it's supposed to be um, moving forward. Okay, anything else on No Man's Sky before I move along? I feel like we've beaten a dead horse. <laughs> horse. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, you know. Um, I, I think things will, will hopefully improve as, as time moves forward. Like I said, they've been very responsive to issues. I know they're working a lot on, on the, the PC version, having some crashing problems and some frame rate issues. But uh, at the very least, they are they're, they're actively talking about it and, and, and doing something. So that's, that's good to hear. Um, next up, so uh, one game that I've I've talked about fairly fairly frequently is Final Fantasy XV, and that's a game that uh, is literally a decade in the making. It was initially announced as Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen ten years ago. Um, that's how long I've been tracking it. Like I was a freaking you know eighteen year old at the time when this came out, or this is this is the first trailer release, and it's been delayed and pushed back and restarted like four or five. Like I think they've actually said they've restarted making the game like from scratch, like three times um, because it keeps going from producer to producer and they keep, you know, trashing everything. And at one point they rebranded it as Final Fantasy 15. Um, and it was set to come out uh, September 30th of this year. They had a big um, Final Fantasy 15 uncovered uh, event, like, a, like a, almost like a little mini E3 just for this game where they sat and talked about all the features and, and showed off everything. And, and one of the big things was the release date was going to be September 30th this year. Um, and then pre-orders, of course, opened that night, and people went crazy with it. Uh, so there is no official word on this, but there is multiple sources that are confirming that Square Enix has sent out um, instructions and materials to various retailers, um, specifically GameStop, on how to alter the display for the game that shows the release date to cover it with a new sticker, which changes the release date from September 30th to November 29th. That's clever. Um, That's clever. Yeah. Effectively uh, changing the the release date um, back two months. That's a physical Uh, retcon. It's a physical retcon. Yes. They're they're basically, and and the thing (laughs) is they've already sent this out and they aren't, saying anything about it square has said absolutely nothing they they haven't responded to probes or media about it they just quietly said oh by the way um you can't put the games on shelves until you know november 29th and change your 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 advertising as such so um it's curious to see when they're going to actually say something because everyone knows about it now um and it has been confirmed from from multiple sources from from different places that they are indeed getting these materials from uh, Square Enix to change the release date, but Square Enix won't talk about it. I, I mean, why. personally, I it, <laughs> it's a little embarrassing when you have this big, giant release date party thing and then go, oh, yeah, we actually botched it. The part that makes it even more hilarious is that um, the, the, the morning before they had this uncovered uh, event, the release date got leaked on um, on some something so everyone knew the release date was going to be september 30th before the thing actually started and so what square enix did is that they had this like okay we're going to press the button it's going to give us the release date they press the button and it's this like rolling slot machine right 
and uh, it rolled, and I think it actually landed on November twenty uh, or November thirtieth, and then it kind of glitched out, and then it spun and has it hit September twenty ninth. Like, okay, yeah, I guess the, the leak was actually accurate, and they kind of joked about it, but they actually had the the now true release date as their joke release date before they changed it to be the real release date, which is now being retconned real life to be the old release date that was the joke. Um, so I can imagine they're a little embarrassed about it, um, which is probably why they're not really sure how to, to break the news since they've hyped it so much at this point that, hey, it's going to be in September. It's going to be great. And they're like, oh, just kidding. It's actually two months later. Uh, sorry. So, you know, it's it, it's 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 pretty awkward. Um, honestly, though, I think that while people are kind of groaning about it, we've waited 10 years. So what the hell is two more months? I mean, we just kind of, people are kind of shrugging their shoulders and going, well, eh, okay, fine, whatever. You know, it, it, it's not that big of a deal. Um, so I, I'm not too upset about it personally. I just think it's, it's, it is funny that, you know, everyone knows about it except Square won't say anything because they're probably trying to find some creative way to, uh, to, to get the word out, I guess, in a way that's not too damaging. They need um, to rework their thingy, thingy, their slot machine. <laughs> Just it's easy. You just go back and you you play that announcement video, but you just play it in reverse, and then you get the the proper announcements where it starts off on September 30th and spins up to November. They go, oh yeah, there you go. Uh, so you know that's 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 a thing. Um, it's 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 amusing. Uh, one thing that I have been doing is the Carbuncle surprise thing every Monday. That's that's kind of neat. Uh, I've gotten some some skins for the car and some uh, Square Enix store points. So that's still ongoing every Monday. They they release. Uh, you know, more prizes. One thing I'm kind of curious about, though, is that they said that they were going to do that every Monday up until the release date um, if you have the game pre-order. So I'm curious if they're going to extend that uh, that that event, sort of, so to speak, or if it's going to stop at the original release date and then it's going to be two months until it actually comes out. We'll have to Maybe see. The it. Maybe the car hasn't been finished. Maybe they need to do more Sydney pinup skins, I guess, since people were so excited about that. Oh, God. Yeah, like the, the the first prize I get is the skin for the main car, and the car is this sexy, you know, dark gray, black with chrome finish car. Like it's it's really good, and I win this Sydney Highwind skin, which is this like bright yellow, and it's got nothing but pinup drawings of the Sydney Highwind character, who is basically this southern um, boobs hanging out in in a bikini, you know, mechanic. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, yeah, fan service is fun and all, but like you're gonna you're going to cover up the car with that. Um, so that, that was my first prize for the first week. And I, I think it's what pretty much everyone else got too, but uh, it was, it was kind of weird. Um, but that, that, that aside, they have, <laughs> and, and I, I get nervous when I say this, they've already released um, details on a season pass for the game that they've just delayed two months. Um, it's going to be $25. I think it's included in the deluxe digital version if you buy that. I hope to God it's also included in the you know the, the Ultimate Collector's Edition, which is the one I got, because that one was really expensive, more than I care to admit. And uh, I would kind of expect the, the season pass to be, to be baked into that. But I guess it's got, um, for now, six items, that it's six installations of the DLC. And uh, it looks like it's going to be, like the first one is like a, like a booster pack. Um, I'm not sure what the hell that means. Maybe just some rare items or whatever. I'm, I'm not really sure. The others are, um, for the most part, looks like uh, origin stories for the other main characters that are 
in the party with Noctis, who's the main character you control. And normally those characters are not directly controllable in, in a traditional sense. Like you can issue them commands like, hey, go, go kill that thing, and they'll, they'll do an attack on, on that. But for the most part, um, it's an action game that you're playing as Noctis, the main character. But it looks like, and the details are kind of sparse on this, so forgive me if it ultimately ends up being incorrect, but um, it seems like it's almost like an episodic, like here's a little side story about this character, and in within that episode, you get to play as that character. So, but um, in the uh, episode, you can actually play as this Gladios, um, which would be interesting because, like I said, that functionality is not in the main game. I don't expect it to add that functionality to the actual main game. Um, I think it's just going to be within that that little episode, um, just because I think it would it would probably cause issues in trying to to deal with some of the, the mechanics and how the, the combat works and, and whatnot if you weren't you know, not just the main character, just by, by how the, the system happens to, to perform. And then the final DLC, it looks like, is going to be, um, <laughs> again, they're very vague about it, basically an entirely new way to experience the game. And, and it's uh, game-changing in a sense that it, it's not going to be the same sort of um, the way you play it. So I'm not sure what that means. Um, again, details are very sparse. They haven't even really named these DLCs properly. They've just thrown it out there that, oh, by the way, you can you know buy this DLC um, when the time comes. Uh, and this is, of course, in addition to the Final Fantasy 15 VR experience where you get to play as Prompto, who is uh, a character that fights with a pistol. But uh, this is with the PlayStation uh, VR gear where you can play in first person. And kind of awkward about that is that initially the release date for that was set after the September 30th release date, but now it's actually before um, the November 29th release date because uh, I think they were saying that it was going to come out with the the, the uh, PlayStation VR set, which is coming out in October. So um, I'm not sure if this will also get delayed or if it's going to release before the main game. That will be interesting to see how they're going to handle that. Um, just because you know it, it would be strange to release a kind of side mini game sort of thing before the actual game comes out. So we're going to see how that plays out as well. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of what's going on with Final Fantasy 15 right now. It's very very awkward and details are are not clear. I think Square is kind of tripping over themselves figuring out how they're going to announce all of this and, and spin it in a way that's going to be you know most beneficial to the company. But we'll have to see how that plays out because it's again, it, it's weird. I, I don't think the public perception is too negative. Um, I get a little nervous about the DLC because they had a lot of DLC in Final Fantasy 13 2 and it was the game was shit to begin with. The DLC was uh, arguably not worth the investment. So I, I, I hope they do right and, and don't botch it this time because I don't want to repeat of that because that was that was bad. Um, <laughs> we don't want to see that again. So uh, I do hope it goes well and the DLC is actually worthwhile, um, especially if it's included in the in the uh, collectors and, and deluxe packages that are coming out. As long as it's not waiting like ten more years, I think people will live. Yeah, and it's not like there's an, like a, a lack of games to play out there. I mean, God, I've got a backlog that's I try not to look at because it makes me depressed, um, particularly on Steam. But uh, yeah, two months is whatever. You know, it's like all right, fine, just just release a game that works properly and we'll be fine. You know, I'm I'm okay with waiting a little extra if it's done right. I. I I'd rather have that than let's push it out for some stupid release date like May 14th. I'm just saying. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag dust jokes. <laughs> okay, moving along. Uh, oh my god. 
it took me a second. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Zell, uh, you said you were you were kind of playing around with the World of Warcraft uh, the, uh, expansion, the, the Legion expansion? Yeah, so the expansion isn't actually out until the end of the month. Um, but uh, what they did release on the 9th was the new hero class, which is the Demon Hunter. And so you can play that. Um, and uh, as the case is, I, I did try it. I've done maybe like half the intro starting quest for that class and um it's all right you know it's a world of warcraft class i'm i'm a little surprised the graphics are where they are they usually step it up a bit between expansions and it almost seems like maybe a little bit of a step down um but uh the the big thing that they did better this time is is the whole thing with hero classes this is the second time they've done one is that they don't start at level one they start at some arbitrary higher level and the last time they did it was with the death knights and um with Death Knights, they had you start at level uh, 55, and then your intro quest would put you up to level 60. But the thing was, is the ex- the main part of the expansion's content started at level 70. So you'd go through all this to do this new class, and then you'd have to trudge 10 levels through the previous expansion's content. And I think that was a little bit of a way for them to, to kind of rate limit how much how many people were hitting their, their main servers on day one, because that was back when they had, you know, their the peak of their player base. Um... But it was just, it was a drudgery um, to go through the, the intro for um, that that class. And then this time they are starting it out at level 98. The current level cap is 100, which you'll hit by the time you finish the, the intro quest for the class. Um, and then uh, you can go right off into the, the game's new high-level region. Um, so they definitely did that better. Um, as far as the rest of the game content, I have no idea yet. Um, the, it's just the... The Demon Hunter class is interesting because you start as working for Illidan, who's a villain that you actually killed off two expansions ago. I think this. I think that the start of this class, you actually start during the time of the like early. It's it's the first expansion to WoW is where you kill off the guy who's you're working with now. Um, or he could just be resurrected. I can't keep track. Um, and similarly, the last hero class, which was the Death Knights, was you were working for the Lich King and then you defected. So um, we'll see. I don't, I, you know, I mostly play it while, while recording the show, so. I'm actually not playing it today, though. Today I'm playing Black Desert while recording the show. Yeah, that sounds like a similar issue that I experienced with the Final Fantasy Heavensward expansion for Final Fantasy XIV, is that they introduced uh, three new classes, the Dark Knight, the Machinist, and the Astrologian, but they start at level 30, which is great and all, except that if you bought the expansion and wanted to play these classes, the content was an expansion of the previous storyline, which was level 50, so it went through 50 to 60, so now you're kind of this awkward uh, stage of, you know, I'm level 30, I've got to go back and do old content for 20 levels before I can even start to do the new stuff. Um, and it's, it's not, it's difficult because you want to give people the experience of, of leveling up the class and, 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 and generate content that way. But at the same time, it's like, I almost kind of wish they had provided some means to level up those classes 250 that didn't involve having to go back and do the stuff you've been grinding on for the last you know two years in the previous stuff, you know, you just want to play the expansion. You don't want to have to go back and, and do old stuff. So it, it's kind of similar to the issue there with like the, 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 uh, like the, sorry, the, the, the Lich Knight or what, what's it called? The Dark Knight? Um, uh, Death, Death Knight. Knight. Uh, Death Knight. Sorry. I, I don't play WoW, so I'm, I'm lost here, but, uh, yeah, that, that sounds frustrating. Now, um, so what kind of stuff do they, they usually have in, in World of Warcraft expansions? I mean, it's, it's more story, I'm assuming, but do they yeah, add they other stuff? They shove up the level cap by 10. They add a new continent. It's, I mean, it's gotten to the point, I don't know how much new you see 
Um, it's you know it's new stuff. Things are bigger. Things hit harder, but you have more health and do more damage. So it's usually kind of a wash experience wise as far as how much it actually changes the way the game plays. Do you think so people will really get tired of it? I am tired of it. I barely play the thing. But do you think that so many people will get tired of it that it may affect sales of you know future expansions or whatever if they're into that? I mean, it already is. It's half its old player base. <laughs> what was the old player base? It used to be at 13 million, now it's at like 6. Holy shit. Alright. Oh, wow, it was huge, dude. Like, it was, it was, it was I, crazy. Yeah, I, I, I knew that. I didn't realize it was that big, though. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were record-setting at the time, and I think their height still is a record for a, for a subscription MMO. What is it, like 10 Um, It's 15 a month. Right. And you have to buy all the expansions and stuff. Though, usually they bundle... They've gotten to the point that now you can buy, like, everything but the latest expansion, as you know, for the price of you would have originally played just the original game, and then you buy the newest expansion as well. Well, that's his reason. I mean, you can't sit and tell people, oh, you want to play WoW? Okay, well, you need to buy the $60 game, and then it's going to be uh, 12 expansions that are also, you know, 40 <laughs> yeah. bucks in each. People are going to yeah. go, fuck that. The, new, the, the that? new expansions are $40 a piece, so those of us who have played since back then have indeed coughed up quite a bit to uh, keep up through that. I think this is like the seventh expansion or something like that. Now, do you have access to that character if you don't buy the expansion, or do you have to um, do that to unlock the new um, class? That class, I believe, you need the expansion to play. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I think they they eventually opened up some of the other classes, like um, the the races that they created at first, just for um, just if you had Burning Crusade. I think they let you play now as in the trial and stuff like that. So they they change those things as as it goes, but. Well, the thing with the hero classes like Demon Hunters and Death Knights is you have to have a character that's already at that level first. So you would have to you would have to have a level one hundred character anyways just to create one. So they still want you to actually play through the content. You can't just uh, you right. Can't just, it can't, you know, it can't be your first character. Now I have heard um, some talk in the Final Fantasy, and they they always reference WoW something about like a jumping potion or a leveling potion. Um, what's up with that? It like basically levels your character up like instantly. Like how does that work? I've heard of no such thing. Such thing. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. Yeah, I guess the the idea is that you know you you at some point when you have people playing a game and they've gone through multiple iterations like you have with with WoW, um, there is so much content that if someone new comes to the game and you want to play with them and you want to do the new content together, they have to grind through a lot of stuff to get to where you are. And I, I guess the, the 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 discussion is. A solution to that where you could either buy or somehow obtain a means to skip the older content if you wanted to jump ahead to where your friend was or whatever to do the new stuff um and, and there's a lot of mixed uh mixed opinions about it i mean me personally if i'm paying for a game i want to play the content i don't want to skip it just just because i for, for a game that's that's very story heavy I want to actually enjoy the story. I mean, playing with friends is great, but you know, you actually want to, to play the game. But for some people, they don't care about that. They just want to get to the part where they can, you know, kill shit with their buddies, and that's that's the end of it. So I it's mean, an interesting discussion. I, mean, I know there are there are some games that literally just like you can do any instance, and it'll level you up to your friends or level you down. I think there was something about leveling down in this expansion. Where if you, um, one of the things they were playing with um, in the previous expansion cycle was that if you did like old dungeons from say burning crusade which are level 70 dungeons that they would let that they had events where new top level players could play and they would just scale everyone down to level 70 for the purposes of that mat of that dungeon so they've done stuff like that um i i think that's not 
I think WoW wasn't even the first to do that. I don't. I don't think there's. Um, oh, you know, you're thinking of potions. You can buy. You can actually. You can buy your way to max level. That is right. Um, That's I what I thought. I forgot about it. It's like sixty bucks. Um, yeah, it, it was um, some absurd number that I heard. Um, and you know what? They've given. They give you a token for that to um, when you pre-order the expansions. So like, I've leveled up two characters to whatever the ninety and then one hundred with those tokens. I. I don't care. You know, it's it's never been a big deal. It's just like whatever, I wouldn't pay for it. I level up alts with it sometimes if if they give me one for free. Oh, that's fair. And I mean like especially in in cuz in WoW you're only allowed one class per character, right? So if you want to no, make a new character to no. a new class. Um not necessarily. I'm pretty sure there's no limit on that for most classes. Hero classes have a limit. But that's it. I got gotcha. you. You can't make it you can't make a whole set of level 100 demon hunters. Won't let you do that. Okay, well, that sounds pretty cool. I mean, it's uh, like I said, I've never played WoW, but I'm always curious because I, I do play Final Fantasy XIV actively, and I'm most curious how other MMOs not, do it. You're not really missing anything. You're not really missing anything. I, I've I've kind of heard that. Like back in the day, it was it was absolutely badass, but they've kind of failed to innovate um with moving forward. So it's kind of just the same thing over and over. And people are just kind of sick of it. Um, which, you know, I, I can understand. I mean, the player counts are, are indicative of that, obviously. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how much longer well, how do you innovate for without me. losing your existing player? Well, I mean, for example, like Final Fantasy XIV adds a lot of... It's not just more story and stronger enemies. They tend to add new systems like the Deep Dungeon system that recently came out. Um, it's something on top of, you know... Uh, just It's not more of the same. It's actually, okay, here's something new that you can try out um, that's not just going through dungeons and grinding the whole time. It's something different. Or, yeah, well, I mean, they've done it. It's just, it's, you know, it's there. It doesn't change the overall grind at the end of the day. Um, True. I mean, the big thing they did last expansion was they effect- effectively uh, installed Farmville in, in your World of Warcraft home location for the last expansion. So, um, you could build um, stuff could and build- <laughs> send followers out to do things and, it, you know, Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, no, that sounds familiar stuff we do. We've got retainers you can send out to go, and they usually end up stealing things from the neighbors. I swear to God, they come back with, like, housing items, like, where'd you get this table? <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> um, <laughs> and you can, you can grow stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm always, I'm always interested here. So when they raise that level cap, do they add new skills for the classes, or is it just the same skills as before, and you're just stronger now? They do add new skills, but it's marginal how much of a difference it makes. Okay. Yeah, because like one of the one of the issues that you know we we've been talking about amongst ourselves for Final Fantasy is that there are so many abilities now that it's not feasible to really add more unless they were straight upgrades because they're they're just they're not there's only so many buttons you can push in a given time before right. it starts being right. redundant in what you're doing. So I mean, even the developer said. Um, Yoshi, Yoshi P said it would be unreasonable for us to add new abilities for characters because they don't even use all of the ones we have right now. Um, so I'm, I was just kind of curious how they how, how they handle it because there's talk about doing some radical stuff for the next expansion. Um, they usually in Final add Fantasy some new ones, change it up. but they also like collapse some old ones together. Like there was one point I you know as I used to do a healing druid and they had like eight different healing spells for a while, and then they said, you know what, we're actually going to, you know, delete these three and merge these two together, and et cetera. And they just kind of, you know, they'll, they'll shift stuff around like that, but they always have at least something new so that you get new shiny effects that they can show off or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the biggest problem that I see is that, you know, when they started, you know, when you were at level 60 and 70 is your max level, every class was very distinct how they behaved and what they did. 
you know, there were classes that had crowd control, and there were classes that just did a ton of damage, and there were classes that could tank, and there were classes that did this and that and whatnot, you know? And then over time, they've had to say, well, what abilities can we give each of these classes? And more often than not, because the game can only do so much, they end up being, well, let's rename, let's make an effect that's like this one from this other class, but give it a different name and a different effect, right? So the problem is, is that over all these expansions, all of the classes now feel pretty much the same. Because they've picked up a lot of abilities that the others had named a little differently or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I've experienced that already with some of the new abilities for my healer class I like to play. It's basically all of the new abilities are basically, well, you normally heal this way, but if you want to heal like the other healer, you can do that now too. It's like, well, okay, I guess that's really boring. Um, I mean, it, it does make you more potent in some situations, but it's like... If I wanted to do it that way, I would have played the other class. You know, the homogenization is, is a little frustrating. And I, I, I hope that, you know, moving forward, at least for, for Final Fantasy, they find some way to innovate in a way that's not just making everything kind of feel the same and just making minor upgrades. You know, I hope they can actually just make it a little more, a little more interesting and involved and give some more, you know, uh, complexity to it without making it more difficult to play because um, even like with the, the first major expansion some of the classes were like shit this is kind of hard to do now because you you got to use the new abilities because it makes the character viable against the new stuff but it's like that's kind of that's kind of weird you know it's it's hard to play with so you know hopefully hopefully that final fantasy won't fall into the same issue that, that you know you're, you're describing wow having where it's kind of boring you know it's kind of the same thing over and over again so i, I hope that they they can avoid that um, <clears throat> one more thing, probably before we, we kind of close this up here, is that um, unfortunately, uh, Kenny Baker, who was the actor who has played R two D two, the the guy inside the actual R two D two unit, um, has died. Uh, I think in the last couple of days, he was eighty one years old, and he, he unfortunately passed away. I'm not sure uh, the, the the cause of death, but uh, you know, certainly worth mentioning given all the new Star Wars stuff coming out. It's you know certainly in the forefront. It, it is a a shame to to lose a. a an actor that's been around for so long. I think he's. I think he did R two D two in all all of the movies up until this point. Uh, I'm not sure about the most recent one, but at least the first six. I think he was involved with. So um, that's a real shame to hear. And you know, of course, thoughts out to the, the friends and family of, of uh, Kenny. There was there uh, anything else you guys wanted to touch on before we bring this one in for a close? Alrighty. Um, so we'll we're gonna do some uh, some shout outs and, and instead of me rambling it off, how about you guys give your uh, email and Twitter. Uh, so people can contact you uh, if if they need to. So we'll start at the top of the list with Zell because I like putting him on the spot. Don't start with um, me. Don't start with me. Oh my god, you're killing me. Okay, Fate, save the day. Shoutouts, man. Um, shout. No shoutouts. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I actually do have one shoutout. Uh, so we have this uh, this health food store uh, here. I, I'm not sure if it's national, but it's called Native Sun, and they had the best hot. Uh, for like brunch on the weekends. So shout out to that. I I uh, enjoyed enjoyed that this weekend. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter at Bryce uh, underscore G seventy one. I think my Twitter handle, is, and I will respond to you like a day later because I don't ever check Twitter. <laughs> All right, uh, Libby. Um, I really don't have a shout out today, but um, if you want to contact me, my Twitter is underscore just Libby. Underscore. All right, Zell, you've had your I'm, time. I'm at OCD Trekkie, and I'm dying. Dying. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are you dying to? Um, I, a lot of Shrine Elite Warriors. Okay, shout out to Shrine Elite Warriors. Awesome. Like, no, I actually Zell. have a shout out. Uh, I just don't know if I'm going to have time to do it. 
Oh, okay. Well, I'll, 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 I'll come back to you then. <laughs> um, Pad the my show, man. Is, Pad the show. Uh, I've been padding. We talked about WoW for a while. Uh, <laughs> I don't even play the fucking WoW. Um, <laughs> so, uh, my, I'll actually have a, a bait shout out where I bitch about somebody. Um, no, my my, my no, shout out please. is to uh, the asshole bot that's. So, so we've had in the show um, Dragon Punk. Um, we've talked about it before, but Dragon Punk was on the show. And he had reserved dragonpunk.com like eight months ago through GoDaddy. And in the last like 30 seconds before the auction closed, some freaking bot came in, outbid him by five bucks, and then offered to sell it to him for a thousand. So, shout out to that asshole. Yeah. Um, yeah. It happens. Um, unfortunately, I mean, that shit's terrible. And it's happened to me before where I've well, you know how much I paid for biomass.com because of an oh, attempted yeah. sniper. You gotta be quick on that shit. They wait to, like the absolute last second to put it in. Too. Like, I take that credit seriously, and it it was like five minutes before expiration, and it I went from me spending maybe you know twenty dollars on it to uh, hundred and fifteen. Holy! But it was a lot better than yeah, letting but... them win. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah, that, that stuff is, is very So if you're ever buying a domain name, make sure you watch that shit because people will, or bots, I'm assuming, will snipe that shit out from underneath you at the very last second. It's it's worse than eBay. Like, it, it's not even like you lose a sale. It's like, oh, well, we'll sell it back to you for, you know, 100 times what you wanted to pay for it. Well, here's, the, what you well, can here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I escaped. I'm, I'm out of the, the dungeon that I dug myself into right when I was supposed to give my shout out. Um. Here's the thing. That's elite. That's against ICANN rules for domain names, and there's nothing you can do about it. And here, Because here's the thing. is I actually have a, a friend of mine who passed away, unfortunately, and um, he told me he wanted me to run his website, and we lost the domain name. Um, and I was asked you know, to pay whatever $2,000 to get this domain name back. And as the case is, um, that's against the rules. But if you want to file a dispute, ICANN says, well, here's our dispute resolution handlers that you can deal with, and the cheapest one is $1,300. So to that's complain about looks. someone fleecing you for money, you have to be fleeced for money. Um, so the thing is, is as long as that they are cheaper than the dispute resolution cost, they can uh, run their racket all they want. Right, because you'll pay the ransom before you pay to properly negotiate. That's that's horseshit. I, I yeah. can't believe that's extortion. Yeah, yeah it... it it is, and that's that's what you get from ICANN, is no help whatsoever. So that's why that racket yeah. exists, is because the cost to resolve it is so high. Yeah, I, I mean, this is this is through GoDaddy. I've, I've never worked with them, so I'm not sure how understanding they are, but my guess is he's he's probably screwed, because he the problem is, is definitely GoDaddy, not going to get a ransom. GoDaddy can't do anything about it. I mean, that's the thing, is all, yeah. of, all these registrars are, is they all are signed up as registrars through ICANN. They have to follow ICANN rules. If they break ICANN rules, they're in deep crud. And they're, and ICANN rules say, you know, you have a resolution, uh, a fight over the ownership, tell the person complaining <laughs> to file a dispute, and it's $1,300. <laughs> and I'm pretty that's, sure GoDaddy doesn't right. have the ability to, like, override that without breaking the rules. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. The joys of trying to buy a domain name because apparently people have to make it way harder than it needs to be. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, did you have a shout out, Zell? Aside from that, um, yeah, I was gonna give a shout. I saw this cool video. Um, I saw a video of uh, people in the Star Citizen Alpha actually um, board an NPC security ship and try and take it over. Um, which was one of those things that I just thought was kind of kind of neat. It's obviously it's a very broken game, and it was very obvious how broken the game still is when you're 
when you watch this video because the biggest concern that kept throwing off their attempts was clipping through stuff and then getting randomly shot out of the ship. Um, <laughs> um, but effectively what they were doing was they would do this, you know, they'd have someone in a engage this security ship and just kind of be rotating around the satellite. And then someone else would go literally EVA and try and get to the back of the security ship and open the doors. Cause there's no locking on any star citizen ship doors. If you can approach it, you can get in it. And so he's like trying to get EVA up to the back of the ship while it's flying and then be able to hit the use button to open the door. And then the door opens and the ship moves and he's like, all right. And then he just launches himself in there. And, and a couple of tries later, he managed to get in this ship run by this NPC and he gets, you know, he crawls through the ship and, you know, gets to behind the chair. And the, the, sh- the character's name is like security underscore NPC underscore 241. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, and uh, he shoots it, and it, it, the game it crashes as he tries to get in the seat. But it was just—it was one of those things. Like they had two people who had boarded the security ship, and they had the door open in the back, so you could see in there. And you had someone in another ship following it, and you could see them dancing in the cargo <laughs> floor of the ship in front of it. And it's stuff like that. That's like what they're trying to do is ridiculously hard to do well. But the idea is is that it's not like, well, you're either in like a space mode or a personnel mode. You can actually see someone dancing out, out the wind out the door of the back of a ship that you're trying to follow behind, you know? Um it's kind of insane that you can, but it's and it's totally understandable why it works like crud. But that's my shout out. I thought it was a cool video. Well, I mean, if they really wanted to take the ship, they just have to basically take the flashlight off their character and throw it in the back of the ship, because as we know, flashlights in, in Star Citizen are capable of destroying starships from the inside, and of that course. would allow them to kill everyone inside. <laughs> Did you guys hear about that? The, about the flashlight? No, what, what is that? Okay, so they were having a glitch where ships would, for whatever reason, randomly explode while you're flying around. And they found out the reason why it was happening is that your character has a flashlight that's clipped to its shirt, but because everything is physics-based, it would sometimes become dislodged. And because physics, the flashlight would come flying off your character's chest. Well, the, the flashlight would, the the would have the, the level of force of your ship's movement, you know? You know? Oh, it's it's, it's moving at the speed of your ship. Fuck, so, you, you, so, so you would turn, and the flashlight would keep going straight as the wall of your ship gets in the way and causes <laughs> your ship to explode. Dude. So... so yeah, they have Thor's flashlights in, in Star Citizen. They're so. trying to do the physics at a realism that most games don't do for good reason. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, that, that's most of the issues they come up with. is like, yes, this is as realistic as it gets, but your computer probably can't actually handle all of it, and our programmers can't possibly account for every little potential problem that happens with realistic physics. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I just uh, I think we'll probably bring this one for a close then. Uh, I just wanted to thank everyone for coming in. Uh, again, I'm Pokey Draven. You can reach me uh, at pokey.draven at gmail uh, or at, uh, at Pokey Draven on Twitter. If you want to be on the show or have topics for the show, just uh, let us know, either myself, Bait, or Zell. Um, I'm probably most likely to be responsive, so hit me up on Twitter. It's, it's probably the quickest way. Um, and we will get back to you. We're, we're more, than, more than happy to have you on the show. Uh, whatever you want to talk about, within reason. And uh, yeah, just let us know. So uh, without much further ado, we'll bring this one in for a close. I want to thank you for listening, and have a good night.